Welcome to the Art of Alignment, a place where you'll learn how to nourish your body, mind, and spirit so that you can start living the life you were meant to. My name is Hannah Loftus, certified holistic health coach and yoga teacher who's here to help you go from stuck and burnt out to nourished and thriving. I've dedicated my life to this idea of living in alignment, which to me just means creating a life that feels really good and letting go of anything that doesn't. So whether you feel out of balance in your body, stressed out in your mind, or just feel a little bit lost, I've been there and you've made it to the right place. Stick with me to learn practical wellness rituals that will up-level your health and happiness and help you step into the most aligned version of yourself. I'm so happy you found your way here. Now let's dive in. Hello and welcome to The Art of Alignment. I'm so happy you made it here. For this first episode, I want to tell you a little bit about what to expect from me in this episode and episodes to come. I'm a nutrition coach and yoga teacher, put simply, but I think we all intuitively know that being healthy is so much more than the right food or the right exercise plan. And so that's what we'll be exploring in this podcast. Some of those deeper elements that I think sometimes get overlooked and we really want to get to the root of why you feel unbalanced so that you can experience what it feels like to be aligned. So for this first episode, I want to talk about that word alignment. For some of you, you might be like, doesn't that just mean aligning pieces of a puzzle or aligning yourself into a certain yoga posture? Those might be some of the contexts in which you've heard that word. but. On a deeper level, on a spiritual level, alignment is when your daily actions and habits and thoughts match the truth of who you are and who you want to become, who you deeply desire to be. And that is such a hard thing. And even with all of the work I've done, I can't say that every action that I do is aligned with my higher self or this, this person that I'm trying to become. But through the practice of yoga and through my exploration of mental health and spiritual health and physical health, I've learned a lot along the way of how to sustainably create lasting behavior change and literally become this person that you dream about being. So a little bit about my history. About four years ago, I was in a corporate job that really just did not serve me. It wasn't the job's fault or my boss's fault or anyone's fault but my own. I just fell into this corporate role that was the complete opposite of what I was like put on this earth to do. I wasn't naturally good at it. I didn't enjoy it. And that those two things right there are just a perfect storm for burnout and unfulfillment. And the money was great, but I was miserable. So this along with a really work hard, play hard lifestyle, I was partying a whole lot started to catch up with me in my physical body. And I was extremely fatigued all the time. My friends know that I like fall asleep or used to fall asleep at the drop of a hat. So I was a sleepy, sleepy girl. And I just thought that that's how I was. I thought that that was just me, but it was a little bit abnormal. Not only did it manifest in fatigue, but also eventually it caught up with me in my weight and my relationship with food. So I was really highly stressed at this job and I was unknowingly and subconsciously using food as a way to cope, which eventually turned into 20 pounds of extra weight and just feeling really stuck and uncomfortable in my body. And ultimately I went to see a nutritionist and it changed my entire life. And so much so that it inspired me to become one because while therapy was beautiful, 
there's something about coaching that just hit differently for me. And I don't, I can't really put my finger on it, but it was the best investment I ever made in myself. And it really, that coupled with my discovery of yoga really put me on this path of self-discovery and learning how to take care of myself, my, my body, my mind, my spirit, so that I can live the life that I was meant to live and that I dreamed of living and, and daydreamed about and thought was impossible, but really it wasn't. So that's what I'm here to do. So that's my story. And this theme of alignment has really stuck with me throughout my, if you want to call it a wellness journey, everything I do, I try to check in with myself and ask myself, is this aligned? Is this aligned with my truth, who I am? And is this aligned with where I'm going and what I'm trying to become, who I'm trying to become? So that's really the summary of alignment. I think in a nutshell, alignment is feeling good in your physical body as much as you possibly can. Sometimes we have certain limitations and that's okay, but feeling as good as we can possibly feel feeling at peace in your mind and fulfilling your deepest desires and knowing yourself. Four years ago, I just, I really did not know myself. I did not know what I wanted, who I was, what I was here to do, what kind of life I even wanted to live. I just felt so lost. So if that's resonating with you, whether you are struggling with your physical health or you just feel a little lost or you're struggling mentally, I think that there's going to be a lot of really tangible tools in this podcast to help you feel more connected to yourself, which is the root of everything. And then from there, start to make positive changes in your life. So the main criteria for alignment is this idea of feeling good. It sounds very simple, maybe even an oversimplification, but the simple things are often the most profound if we really dig into them. If you're familiar with the law of attraction, you will know that when you feel good, good things come to you. Because in the law of attraction, like attracts like. Even if you don't believe in the law of attraction or you think it's a bunch of woo-woo, you kind of intuitively know this. Like when you are taking care of yourself and you feel like things are going well in your life and the pieces are falling together, and it has this sort of compounding effect. When we feel good, we raise our vibration and we're able to attract even more goodness. And if you're skeptical, if you're doubtful, my question to you would be, what do you have to lose by trying? You know, like there's no downside of just working on feeling really good. And I want to be clear that this doesn't mean you have to feel good every minute of every day. It just means that the dominant vibration of your life or the dominant energetics of your life feel good. You're still going to have bad days. I still have bad days. I'm still working through trauma. I'm still working through anxiety, but the dominant energy of my life feels good. I feel like I'm on the right path. I know that I'm taking care of myself to the best of my ability within the capacity that I have. And I feel at peace most of the time. I didn't always. It was not always like this. And I felt really, really stuck at a certain point in my life. So if that's you right now and concept of creating a life that feels good, like seems really far-fetched. It's okay. I get it. I've been there and I'm going to give you some tangible tools to start feeling good right now. And also in the background, start making those changes in your life to make it feel good most of the time. One exercise that has been really transformational for me is future self-journaling. 
future self journaling is imagining your life in five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever time frame feels good for you. For me, it's like three to five years. You want to envision yourself as if your deepest desires have all come true. And you are the woman that you dream about being. And you have the life that you daydream about. And then you ask yourself, what is that woman doing? What is she doing on a daily basis? How does she spend her time, her energy? What skills does she have or has she acquired? What kind of books does she read? Does she read? You know, who is this woman? It doesn't have to be career-driven dreams. Some of us just want to be a mother and really lean into motherhood and have the space and energy to be fully present with their children as much as possible. Like that's a beautiful dream. So I don't want you to think that it has to be like, I want to be a CEO because it, it doesn't. I think hustle culture has made us think that that's what we should want. And that's definitely not the case. So future self journaling is super, super powerful, both imagining and getting really vivid about what that woman's life looks like, and then breaking down how she would spend her days and then comparing that to how you spend your days. And it's not a place to judge yourself or get down on yourself or get discouraged by the gap. It's a place to start looking at the data and then maybe slowly, super slowly, super sustainably, you can start to make tiny changes that are moving in the direction of that woman. This has been a transformational practice for me. So I hope that it serves you as well. The other thing I want to note is that if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't really know what I want. I don't even know what I desire. I don't even know what's mine and, and what's other people's projections of what I should want. I've also been here. And so if you feel disconnected from yourself and you don't know what you want, you don't really feel connected to your truth. You don't even really like know what that means. I would start there. I would start with getting to know who you are and who you were really before the world told you what you should or needed to be. My favorite way to reconnect with myself is to take myself on a date by myself, solo, and just do what I want to do. This might look like going to a new coffee shop that has popped up recently. I like to take myself to lunch, to the thrift store, to a yoga class and just like have a day. I and mean, I like to explore, just walk around without an agenda and maybe in like a downtown area or a cute neighborhood and pop into any stores that seem interesting to me. So that's something that really works for me. But I think alone time in general is the ticket if you feel disconnected from yourself. So wherever you can, try to find some, some space alone and just do what you want to do. And I recommend not having social media or TV or any of those things, even like reading fiction, because all of those things are just a distraction taking you away from yourself. They're great ways to relax and, and wind down. I'm not going to tell you to put down your phone or any of that, because I know you've heard it. But for your solo date, try not to use that solo time to binge Real Housewives or catch up on TikTok or whatever it is that you usually do to wind down. Do something that maybe you would do with a girlfriend or a partner and just do it with yourself. So that's one way um, you can begin to feel a little bit more connected to yourself. Future self-journaling, I think, is also a powerful way because if you don't know what you desire, you can just kind of sit with your notebook and think about it, write things down. 
and then maybe go back and see how they feel. And maybe you're torn between two different kind of lifestyles. Do I want to be a mom? Do I want to run a business? Can I have both? What does that look like? You know, so putting pen to paper is is super powerful. And then there's taking what you've put on paper and applying it to your actual life. And so this is where you might look at your future self list of, of her daily routine, weekly routine, monthly routine and say, okay, the best version of me gets up at six and she moves her body. And so maybe you don't get up, maybe you get up at eight right now, but you can slowly start inching back, maybe getting up at seven 30 and just doing a 20 minute walk. The, st- the smaller the change, the better, the smaller the change from what you're currently doing, the longer it will last. I'm going to say that again. The smaller the change from what you're currently doing, the longer the change will last. Another tool that's really helped me is having a feel-good toolbox. So this is literally just a note in my notes app on my phone of all the things that make me feel at peace, make me feel calmer, make me feel energized, make me feel focused. In that list is the obvious, cooking, moving my body, sure. But Also in there are things like opening the blinds and letting some sunlight in or putting my feet in the grass or buying fresh flowers and putting them on the counter. So it doesn't have to be going to a workout class. It can be really small micro ways that you feel good. And if you don't know what makes you feel good, other than the obvious working out and and eating well, then I encourage you to explore that and become aware of moments in your day where you find a little bit of joy, a little bit of peace, a little bit of a sense of calm. Maybe it's your essential oils or lighting some sage or Palo Santo. Maybe it's the taste of fresh fruit. It doesn't have to be this big thing. In fact, the smaller it is, the better because it's more achievable in states when you don't feel good. So that brings me to my next point. Whenever you feel like you're in a funk, you are in a negative thought loop, or you're just in a negative place and you're ready to come out, but you don't know how to get there, you can refer to this list and pick the easiest thing or the thing that sounds most achievable and doable in that moment and just do it. That's why I think the smaller the action, the better, because if you've ever, and I know I am sometimes in just like a total funk. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go for an hour walk. I don't want to go grocery shopping. I don't want to do any of that. But I can open the curtains and let some sunlight in. You know, I can put some oils in my diffuser and put it next to me. And when I do those things, I feel my energy starting to shift. Maybe I don't feel amazing, but I feel better than I did in the last moment. And then incrementally, we can start to climb this ladder out and get back to feeling as good as we can. Now, I want to clarify that this is not a method to be used to bypass your emotions, your negative emotions and negative feelings. Negative feelings and negative emotions need to be felt. They are important. They are trying to tell you something about what's not working. And it's up to you to know and discern between when you have felt the full spectrum of this emotion and you're ready to move on which is when the feel-good list can come into play and when you just need to sit with it and be with it. So this is not a tool to be used to avoid your emotions, to avoid your negative feelings. 
This is a tool to be used to avoid dwelling on those feelings and getting stuck there. I know this is easier said than done. And I used to really, really struggle with negative thoughts and rumination and letting small conflicts or issues like totally derail my nervous system. So just know that I I see you. I know that the things I'm talking about here are not always easy. And sometimes it feels better to wallow in our emotions and dwell and create stories and ruminate. The last thing I'll say about feeling good is that some things feel really good right now, but feel like shit later. And that's not what we're doing here, right? Like the most obvious thing being things like drugs. Drugs feel really good in the moment, but they make you feel like shit later. So obviously that's not what feeling good is. Things that truly feel good, feel good now and later, or don't feel so good right now, but feel amazing later. I just wanted to clarify in case anyone was like, well, it feels really good for me to binge eat or emotionally eat. And that's not the type of feeling good I'm talking about. Those are quick fixes, not sustainable ways to feel good. I love Melissa Wood Health. If anyone listens to her or follows her, she always says, how bad do you want to feel good? And I love that. It stays with me because it's so true. Like what price do you put on your peace of mind? To me, it's priceless to feel happy and at peace and strong and healthy. So here's your homework. I want you to write down all the things that feel really good in your life right now. By focusing on what is working, you'll actually start that law of attraction process because you want to always be grateful for what is going well in your life. You definitely don't want to be operating from this place of lack of nothing is good and nothing's going my way. There's always something to be grateful for. And the more we focus on those things that are working really well in our lives, the more good things will come to us. I truly, truly believe that. Then you can focus on the things in your life that need improvement, right? The things in your life that don't make you feel so good or prevent you from feeling good. For me, back in the day, this was binging on the weekends, partying a lot, pulling all-nighters on Friday and Saturday. like. Those things were fun in the moment, but they made me feel awful after. The first step was noticing that, noticing the patterns that were not serving me anymore. I noticed that my job wasn't fulfilling me anymore. I wasn't feeling fulfilled in the work that I was doing. There were also things in my life that did feel really good. I loved my apartment. I loved my relationship. You know, like I I had a roof over my head. I had food in the fridge. So it's really important to keep that perspective of there's always something to be grateful for. Even if it's just, I have a roof over my head. I have access to podcasts like this. Like that is a privilege, you know? So staying in the energy of gratitude will help propel you towards your goals. Attitude of gratitude, baby. The next thing I want you to write down is one thing you can do daily for your mind, body, and soul. So maybe for your mind, you meditate or take walks in the morning or journal in the morning, future self journaling. We already talked about that. That can be the practice that you do for your mental health. For your physical health, maybe you choose one meal a day that's really, really nourishing. Or a walk can be also something you do for physical health. There can be overlap here, right? Some things we do that have most things that benefit our physical health also benefit our mental health. So keep that in mind. 
and then do something for your soul. I think especially if you're feeling really burnt out and stuck, finding your joy again is so important. So for me, my source of joy then was picking up the guitar, making sure I set aside time for that every day, even if it was just a couple of minutes. Maybe for you, it's maybe for you, it's FaceTiming a friend or getting a cozy cup of coffee at your favorite coffee shop, lighting a candle. Like it doesn't have to be a big thing and it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. But at the end of every day, I want you to look back and say, did I do something for my mental health, physical health, and spiritual health today? And the last thing I'll leave you with is that just remember, you have to feel bad to know what it feels like to feel good. There is polarity in everything in life. And without the negative shit, without the lows, we wouldn't know the highs. Without the negative emotions, we wouldn't know what the positive emotions of joy and peace and abundance feel like. So just know that wherever you're at right now, the negativity inside of you is purposeful. It's trying to show you something. Use it as a signpost to point you in the direction of what you want. You have to know what you don't want sometimes in order to know what you do want. You have to feel what it feels like to be unhealthy and and physically uncomfortable to know that you never want to be there again. So if that's where you're at right now, it's a good sign. You have to know this feeling to have the motivation when you are in a healthy body to keep going and maintain that. So just keep that in mind. You have to feel bad to know what it feels like to feel good. And the fact that you're even listening to this podcast and you've made it this far tells me that you are well on your way. All right, my friends, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. More stuff coming to you soon. All my love.